1: welcome to another episode of My Property World. We're doing a deal analysis with Christine Janoway. And Christine, um, the, the deal we're looking at involves uh, a negotiation around a rolling break cause in a lease. Yeah. So a rolling break cause, what, what is that?
2: Okay, so with a commercial lease, um, well, even with an AST, you can, you can have by agreement a break clause in that lease. So It might be in favour of the tenant, where the tenant can serve a break notice and break the lease, might be in favour of the landlord, or it might be a mutual break. And breaks are either on fixed dates, or they're what was called rolling, which is any time, it's usually after a certain period has passed, by giving a month, three months, six months notice, whatever it says in the break clause, the, the tenant can break the lease and vacate. It doesn't, divest you of any other of your liabilities but it does bring the lease to an end at a day earlier than the usual expiry that's basically the principle
1: okay and, and so what what type of property are we talking about
2: we're talking about uh, a commercial sort of office building in the west of england um my client uh, was a fairly what, what
1: sort of size of uh, building
2: uh, 10,000, 12,000 square feet. They had a lease on... ten to um,
1: 12,000 square feet, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have the whole building, but the rest of it was empty. Um, the freeholder hadn't managed to let it. It, it, was, it was on a gradually downward path, this investment. If I was the freeholder, I'd, I'd either be looking to really aggressively asset manage it or dispose. Um, mm-hmm. So the building wasn't in brilliant condition repairs weren't being done lift wasn't being fixed etc etc but my client had already known for a couple of years they were going to be building their own headquarters building which they bought a site for they got planning they got a qs they got an architect they got the whole nine yards project manager and they're building themselves a new headquarters building um and they did indeed have a break clause in their lease so let's just say for the sake of argument the break clause uh, they could break the lease in July of whatever year. Mm-hmm. Um, the headquarters building was due to practical completion and handover in May of that year. So what could go possibly go wrong? Okay, well, everything went wrong. The planning was delayed. The, there was some problem with the build because they found things they didn't expect when they did the groundworks so Anyway, the upshot of all this was that the building couldn't be handed over for occupation until about October of that year. So then they were looking at either a four-month gap where they didn't have a home.
1: Which is quite a big uh, problem
2: with your organisation. A you know, a week, in those days, it's a few years ago now, you could probably manage to send people from work from home for a week or two, but not for four months, completely impractical. Um, So they were either looking at exercising the break, being homeless for four months, before they could occupy their brand lovely, shiny new HQ building or they didn't exercise the break, in, case, in that which case they were on the hook on that lease until the end, which was another 10 years. And so they were staring basically down an abyss and they were definitely between a rock and a hard place. Let's think of all the metaphors we can come to. They were in a really bad place, a really bad place.
1: And what was the freeholders position on this?
2: The freeholder's position was, well, if you want to break it, break it. If you don't, don't. Basically, that's that's the message I was getting from the agent.
1: OK, and so what did you do?
2: Okay, So, well, when you're dealing with, um, I used to deal a lot with asset management of multi-let portfolios, like office blocks, industrial estates, you know, retail centres, all that type of thing. Now, so I knew how the freeholder was probably thinking and again this is all the numbers game you looking at the probability of the position that they're in you can't be absolutely 100% sure. But it certainly if I was them, I would want to keep the tenant in there for that extra four months if I possibly could because four months income is four months income, let's be honest, they weren't going to relet it at the same rent. Um, they'd have to spend a lot of money the rest of the building was empty, etc. If I'd been advising them as their asset manager I would say just for god's sake keep them in there for another four months because that is just free money and we won't be pay- we won't have to pay the business rates on the empty space mm-hmm. so assuming that that was their preferred option not knowing but assuming mm-hmm. I went to their agent with a proposition that we substituted um, a fixed break with a rolling break which the, my client could exercise on three months notice at any point after the date, like the July, they could give three months notice at any time and break their lease three months later. And at first it was absolutely no way. Um, And it then just took a lot of conversations backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards before they realized that actually I did know what their position was and what their likely preference was gonna be, which turns out it was, and we, we finally got agreement to the rolling break because I played a bit of a game of bluff with them. And often these things do come down to bluff, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so I said, "Okay, if you absolutely won't agree, it's not a problem because I've got my team. Because I was a partner at the at the surveying business. Thing. Um, I've got my team. We found alternative temporary accommodation for my clients. So I've got the serving agent coming to my office today to pick up the break notice and he's going to come because that's how he did it in those days that he's going to come and serve it on you this afternoon the lease will be broken in July and every you know it's all sorted obviously they would prefer not to have to move into temporary accommodation because they got removal then twice you know it's it's not in their interest to move twice Um, if I was advising them on the strategy I wouldn't advise them to just move twice But if that's your position, then so be it. And about two hours later, he came back to me and said, I've just instructed solicitors to insert a rolling break into their lease. Job done. Thank you very much. In the meanwhile, I had the finance director of my client on the phone to me literally every 10 minutes in a panic saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? (laughs) And uh, when you were there...
1: People who aren't property people really have challenges understanding some of the detail.
2: Yeah, they do. And, and the
1: implications um, to the to the business.
2: Absolutely. I mean, he the finance director was looking at either being homeless and how on earth are we going to manage that process or another 10 years of rent. It was over rented and but the reviews were down, were upward only. So they were never going to get the rent down. And it was another case where I just had to say to him. I am 90% sure of the position that the freeholder is in and what they're going to do. So we just have to play this game to its ultimate conclusion. And we will might get to the point where I literally have the break notice in my hand and the server standing at the door waiting to take it away to their office. So we, we might, and we did actually get to that point. I um, said, so, but you just have to have faith <laughs> uh, that... That I'm I'm so sure of their position. I know they're going to do it. So let's just you know hold tight because uh, it, it'll it this is going to work. And if it doesn't work, I'm really sorry. I will find you some temporary accommodation. But um, yeah, I'm I'm 90% sure it'll work. And he was willing, he was happy with those odds. So we did. And we mm-hmm. bluffed it out. Basically, we bluffed it out. And I, I I, know the guy who I was dealing opposite, and I know where he is now. And if he listens to this, he'll think, oh, my God, she mm-hmm. bluffed me. Because <laughs> it probably still stings even after, you know, quite a number of years have passed. Those sorts of things do sting when you feel you've been bluffed. So, but, you know, that's just well, business, isn't it? Well, I'm well,
1: sure well, I've been bluffed uh, in the past. Uh, uh, another great story from Christine Genoway. Um uh, so you can get hold of Christine on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Will Mellard. this is My Property World podcast. Christine Jenaway, thank you. Uh,
0: oh, thanks Will, thank you. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading, or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining, and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to, and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, my property world is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share, and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics, or deals you would like to explore, We're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.